not on this podcast. We're professional, uh, sis. <laughs> is it weird of uh, having me call you like sister? Not really. I mean, like given being that super like uh, family orientated, like around your uh, you know friends and whatnot. I guess not. Given that your like normal nickname for me is Fooey. Yeah. So like the bar is already set pretty high in terms of weirdness. What is your uh, idea of like how you got that name? Okay, so as far as I know, because yeah. I kind of, I have a vague memory of this, uh-huh. is there was a show called Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey, number one super guy. Hong Kong Fooey, quicker than the human eye. He's got style, a groovy style, and a mob that just won't stop. When the going gets rough, he's super tough with a Hong Kong Fooey chop. Yeah. Hong Kong Fooey, number one super guy. Yes, there was. It was a Hanna-Barbera show. Right. Okay. And all I remember is just, like, the theme song, I think. Yeah, there was a theme song. And I just liked it. It was like, Hong Kong Fooey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you would sing it as a baby. Because I would watch it, and, and Kyle would watch it, too. Like, it would just be on the TV. And, you know, I, I just remember, yeah, as a young child, you would just sing it. And that always, like, cracked me up. So I'm like, yep, now you're Fooey. Yep. So that's... uh. That's and my name. I definitely called you it all growing up, but I felt like at one point I was like, yeah, she probably doesn't want me to call her this, at least not in front of her friends or like in front of like people that she wants to be like cool in front of. Yeah, I don't. But think... then I'd be like, yeah, but who gives a shit? I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing is that it didn't take you calling me fooey for them to realize I wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always thought like uh, like having a nickname, you know, made you cool too. Like you know, because you you know you're cool enough to get a nickname. Yeah. Obviously, too. I'm always a fan of nicknames because it's like a sign of you know you're one of the gang, you're one of the crew. Yeah, it's like closeness. Yeah. So like when I yeah when you were first born, I was definitely like, well, you're part of the gang, and now you need a cool nickname. And I was always a big fan of like you don't get to choose your nickname either. Oh, never. You know, you just get it given to you. But, I mean, I guess you chose it in a weird way because you were a fan of Hong Kong Fooey. Yeah. <laughs> I have zero memory of anything of that show. All I remember is the, yeah, the, is song. the theme song. Yeah. Well, I also, uh, a little side note, too, I let you choose it because I did say, like, okay, Robin, it's either Hong Kong Fooey, Hong Kong Fooey! or Dorcas Malarcus. <laughs> and I remember you distinctly going Fooey, and I was like, all right, well, Fooey it is. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I made the right decision. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't like Dorcas Malarcus. I, I in in retrospect probably would have been a little longer to say. Yeah. Uh, then maybe maybe shortened to just Dorcas, which I could do. And then you're I just could, calling me Dork. Yeah. And so what's up, Dork? Which I could do too, but I also feel like Fooey's kind of a little bit more unique. Yeah. But I will definitely uh, still call you Fooey, especially like you know on your wedding day. I I would expect <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> Yes. Uh, do you feel, though, that, like, you have any other nicknames besides that? Just, like... Your other pals and chums and enemies? To- <laughs> um, oh, yes, I have some enemies. Um, Enemy, I- yeah, what are, what are, nicknames do your enemies have for you? Oh, God, I don't know, because... Here's <laughs> Bitch, the re- cunt. The- yeah, probably. <laughs> or is it more like, you know, like, evil temptress? Mm- ooh, I-, I would like that, but it's probably something like Megacunt or something. <laughs> like... 
let's be real. Here's right, the thing, right. though. Well, that's the thing. Stupid bitches, they, they're not creative. No. You know, so mega cunt, that's even creative for them. That's true. <laughs> um, but the other thing is that with girls, you would never know because they only talk behind your back. That's true. You would never know your nickname huh. until somebody else, like, told you because their horrible nickname got outed. Yes. And then they wanted to make you feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, they call you mega cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, I just called you Fat Sally. <laughs> Honestly, I would be proud of that nickname, Megacunt. Oh, Megacunt. That's my... Okay, uh, I could change it from Fooey to Megacunt if you, know you want. What? I think that would make family gatherings a little weird. <laughs> hey, Megacunt, <laughs> get me some pie. <laughs> oh, don't worry, she's my sister. It's cool. We're just like in public. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Megacunt, get the... <laughs> my, thing's, my name's Robin, but some people like to call me Megacunt. <laughs> I love it too. Oh, why? Why? How would you get that? Oh, I'm actually really nice. Yeah. Um, it's 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 kind of like how people call like giants tiny. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm so nice. People call me mega cunt. Yeah. I'm so nice. They're angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> to this comics life this is me your host d williams aka daryl williams aka dumbass aka dude that's hanging out with his little sister aka fooey aka miss robin beck hello hello yes robin beck how do you like your name i like it pretty pretty good yeah Uh, pretty well would you change it if you if you could i would not because of the like just honestly one i like it because it's that right amount of unique but not fucking weird yeah yeah it's easy yeah it's not like but it is a little off-brand it's not yeah. like so generic like jane doe yeah so like i've never like i don't you don't really meet a lot of people at least my age named robin mm-hmm. but it's not like my name's like nevea which is heaven spelled backwards which is a name wow. that people give to their children yeah i i know nevea i knew two neveas yeah and it's weird because i never figured out that it was heaven backwards yeah. Did not know that until just now. Yep. Uh, I knew um, a Naomi, which is I moan backwards. Good. Yeah. I think I I, I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I knew a lot of uh, what you would call, uh, I guess, ethnic names. Yeah. Being um, going to Cal State Dominguez Hills, which was uh, 80% uh, black. Yeah. But uh, I liked it. I liked how uh, everybody had, like, cool names. But I also did meet a lot of other Daryls that were yeah. black. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, very cool. Well, yeah. It, that's the funny... That's the thing that makes me laugh a lot is the fact that your name is Daryl Williams, but yeah. you're, like, a white guy. Yeah. If you go on Google and you look up Daryl Williams, it'll be, like, 12 black guys and then a guy that looks like me. They're always... If it is Daryl Williams that are white guys, it's always guys that look like me. Yep. Like... Dumpy white guys that are balding that have glasses. I don't know why. I don't know. Just do it, guys. <laughs> Google it. Google Daryl Williams and see what comes up. 
see the proof maybe me i i would hope me comes up that'd be nice yeah at least uh it would boost my podcast ego yeah do you get a lot of people that you know give you shit for being called robin not really i mean like in like elementary school because kids are assholes mm-hmm. you know you got you get called robin hood batman <laughs> robins mega cunts um <laughs> yeah so you know there's a lot of like putting opportunities which i've embraced now and i very much like it yes so you're in college yes and you're a theater major or a screenwriting screenwriting major yes but it it's that's an actual major so it's not just yeah. film nope it's an emphasis on screenwriting yeah which is good because i'm bad at like the film parts <laughs> like the like movie parts the actual yeah. like like i'm not like i'm not good operation. at editing or mm. other things so what do you like writing um i like writing comedy mostly um awesome like that's, that's basically a lot of what i do so it runs in the family yes it does <laughs> <laughs> right uh, do you do you ever feel like uh, I, I had any inspiration in your comedy writing? Probably. Um, or at least your sense of humor? Oh, definitely. Sweet. So it could all be due to me. When That's you become right. rich and famous, <laughs> you can you can uh, say it was because of my brother. He had me, uh, he nurtured my uh, brilliance. Definitely. And he was the one that said, go and be funny. I think between you and Kyle, that was a big influence <laughs> on my yeah. on my. Uh, sense of humor kyle's pretty funny he yeah. is definitely funny i feel like uh we all have the same type of uh humor in a weird way yeah i don't know how like if it's that like you you can like you know breed that or if it's yeah. just like a, a nature or a nurture type of thing but it is weird how like you know you kind of all suddenly i like, kind of grew up with the same type of sense of humor yeah yeah i don't know why because it is weird how like i don't feel like i don't know our parents had it in a slight way yeah maybe we feel i think at least i think my dad more than oh that's right because we're half siblings by the way guys uh we share a mother yes separate fathers i guess yes yeah and then kyle was adopted yeah so that's even further removed so we have a lot of different uh types of uh genetic cocktails yeah that make up our family I guess that's a, a real 90s family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you're a millennial? Like, do you like being a millennial? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I know... You're about the, to turn 21. That is correct. So I do believe... I don't understand the divides between generations. So I do believe I am a millennial. Um, and I would much prefer that than whatever the newest generation is called. Right. Um, yeah, what, what do you think the next generation will be called? I don't know. I think... Isn't like the like the one that's happening right now like Generation Z or something? Or Generation We? I have no clue. Really? There's something after millennials? I think so. I didn't know that. Yeah, because they're like. I thought millennials were like the youngest generation so far. I don't. And think And then so. there's like the ones that don't count that are like you know, five right now. Yeah, of course. You no, know, yeah, like people who are like ten now, I mm. think, are like the newest generation. Oh, like Generation Z. People who are like just a, at the very least like at least a few years younger than me. So I feel like got it. And what's the Z stand for? I have no clue. Yeah, because I get millennials. It's the new millennium. Yeah. You know, they grew up in the beginning of the two thousands or whatever. Yeah, I will say I enjoy being a millennial just because of uh, the ever changing highlights or news of which industry we're killing next. Oh right. Because <laughs> apparently we're killing all of the industries. Right. And that just makes me, that just amuses me. Well, it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think it goes back to robots, though, too, because, like, you know, this is the age of the robot. 
Oh, yeah. So maybe that's why you have like that to blame. It's because you guys created robots. That's true. We did. So thanks, millennials. <laughs> I don't want to consider myself as a millennial, but they technically say anybody that was before, born before, or I mean after 81. Yeah. It's like 81 to like 95 or 98 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I've heard 96, but I prefer it when they say 97 because that's when I was born. Okay. And- so we're both on the cusp of the millennial boundaries yeah basically i feel like i'm not a millennial i feel like i'm into definitely the the other generation yeah i guess they would call that the y2k right or the gen x yeah but i feel like i don't know it's weird how like you always have to be like considered like part of certain groups like certain groups are like the driving force and the other groups don't matter yeah like oh baby boomers those were the like key factors like back in the day like anybody that was born in this generation they're the ones that are like driving this country and it's like what like how does just this one group drive it yeah seriously. i mean i get it though like i get young people drive pop culture yeah and like new slang and whatnot and then the baby boomers just killed the economy right but it has to be everything like millennials they didn't like come up with a cell phone no. But they came up with new slang for the cell phone. Yeah. And how like they came up with better ways to use it. Yeah. yeah like once it existed. But it was like this old guy had to be the one that created it. Yeah. But once the old guy created it, then the young guy's like, I'll take it from here, pops. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Is there phrases that you already hate oh, that are from the, the generation, uh, the millennials? I'm trying to... Hmm. Totes. Yeah. Totes my goats. Oh my god. Um, Amaze balls. That's ew. <laughs> I think we're finding them. Uh, right. Uh, what else? Uh, there, there, some that are just like dated, like 2008 internet slang mm. that just like sends me with such cringing. Like just, LMFAO. Yeah. Or like uh, ROFL. Yeah. Rafflecopter. Yeah. Raffle. <laughs> What's Rafflecopter? <laughs> it's like it's you're rolling on the floor laughing, but then with the copter. Uh, there's a copter. <laughs> I have no because no you're rolling clue. like you would with Homer Simpson. You know, you like are yes. in a helicopter motion, which I can understand. That deserves a certain type of laughter. I also like the idea of just trying to be like maliciously nice mm, kill him with kindness yes yeah i i can tend to do that sometimes especially with like comics that i'm not like huge fans of like deep down yeah like there are guys and women that i wouldn't probably not hang out with if we weren't at the same mic together but like obviously we are so it's like i gotta like you know put on this you know and I'm, who knows to say that people don't do that around me yeah you know obviously a way you would act around people that you have to tolerate versus you're actually a friend. Yeah, definitely. Um, I get through that because you get like the whole like being a bigger person thing. Mm-hmm. I just get through that by rationalizing it that like really being the bigger person is actually the most passive aggressive thing you could do <laughs> because they're trying to get a reaction out of you. And you're not giving it to them. Yeah. So that way you were just telling them I am completely indifferent towards you you mean nothing to me oh right right that's a a cool uh way to look at it yeah it's weird because i've done that with like uh kind of like passivism for a little bit like when i was in high school i would always have this guy in gym class like come up to me and punch me in the arm and he would do it because he knew that i didn't punch back yeah i would just be like 
man, why'd you do that? I didn't feel like you needed to do that, but could you please stop or don't do that tomorrow, please? Yeah. And then, of course, like the next day, he would just do it. And then eventually, like, yeah, after like the 12th or 18th day or whatever, I like socked him back and then he didn't do it anymore because I like yeah. punched him in the stomach. And, <laughs> but I didn't want to do that. Like there was like for that 12 days, I was like, please don't do that. Yeah, for me, like, after, like, maybe a year of this one little shithead just being constantly just an asshole to me. A mega cunt. He was being a mega cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, one day, he's just, like, ripping into me, you know, because, like, you know, the classics, you're fat and you're ugly and no one will ever love you. Yeah. Uh, but, the go-tos, I say. Yeah, you know, the classics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> the bully classics. Yeah. Um, like, the bullying greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got all your hits on the bully CD yet. Yeah. Loser. It's a uh, dork. Now that's what I call bullying 13, <laughs> right? Yes. Or 58. <laughs> now that's what I call bullying 58. Yeah, we have all the hits. You're a fat piece of shit. I hate your guts. Your mom should have had an abortion. <laughs> no, you're going bald. <laughs> Um, but so he's, you know, he's going through that and yeah. my PE teacher's standing there and he's just like, you gonna let him talk to you like that, Beck? And I'm just like, no, I'm not. So I just beat the shit out of him. Wow. And the PE teacher let him. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. It was great. I love this PE teacher. He was an inspiration to me. <laughs> he was just like, you gonna like let him talk shit? Yeah. Beat his ass. Yeah, seriously. And I will not let you, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I won't stop it. I'll let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, snitches get stitches. Right. I got you. And then you did. You beat his ass. Yeah. That's amazing. And everybody saw that a girl beat him? Yeah, and so then he just, like, stopped talking to me. That's amazing. And he didn't want to, like, I never knew this. Anything. I didn't yeah. know you, like, kicked the shit out of some dude. Yeah, it wasn't, like, terribly, because then... Did you like, draw blood? No, I don't think I did that. Okay, and he was like still conscious. Yes, I just like th- I just kept throwing him on the ground because like ah like wrestling. Yeah, basically, because that was what I was really good at. Is like even when I was like a kid, I had a really strong core and really strong legs. Right. So like, and you were time, like bigger than him. Oh yeah. So like that's the thing. Don't make fun of fat people because they've got like fifty pounds on you. Yeah, at the very least, they clearly kick your ass. Like <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so I just like grab him and I just like. <coughs> throw him on the ground and he gets up and i just kept doing that awesome that's amazing i've never been in a fight i've been close to a fight but i've never like obviously i mean yeah i've gotten punched like i was saying earlier yeah but like i wouldn't say like i was like literally like to the point where we were somebody was on the ground unconscious or whatever yeah or like you know injured yeah, I don't want to be in a fight. I don't feel like that's... No. And maybe that's just me in my pussness. Like, on this podcast, I've been clear... I've clearly admitted that I'm a puss, but... Yeah, I'm your sister. I, I, I know. Yeah, like, I don't like violence. I like watching it. Yeah. I feel like that's my outlet. Like, and so I'm not violent. It's yeah, like, exactly. the reason why I'm, like, such a nice guy outside in real life is I like a lot of weird and fucked up things to just watch and have it be my outlet. See, honey, that's why I watch torture porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, um, I'm not torturing because I watch torture porn instead. Yeah. I'm a hero. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you know, if you if you ask me to stop, then I can't promise that I won't torture you because yeah. then my outlet's gone. Uh, they want to say, like, a lot of, like... Um, 
you know, Japanese companies that are coming out with these like, you know, real life sex dolls. Yeah. They want to say that they're helping, uh, you know, pedophiles and, uh, you know, rapists. Yeah. Because, you know, you're, you're giving them, you know, this, this thing that they can use instead of going out and committing all these heinous crimes. Yeah. Which I'm like that I'd get. It's in a weird way like that's a it's weird how like you can't just say like we're making these for fucking like, yeah it's just right. for people to fuck like no but we have to make it so like no we're heroes because <laughs> there are bad people that want to fuck in the wrong ways and we're helping those people not fuck in those wrong ways too they just really want the no ta- like the tax benefits of being a non-profit exactly so that's i why. guess that's probably like yeah like they're humanitarians not just profiteers yeah just watching like 50 years making sex robots for rapists to fuck will be seen as like an act of horror because like robots will be people now and then we'll be like the really old people who are like they're not people yeah go you back to the <laughs> go back to the assembly line yeah totally man i just heard that uh, a third of the job forces are going to be automated within like the next seven years shit so there's going to be 30 percent of the people that are like well i'm out of a job Yep. What do I do? Or do I fuck up some robots? There's a fucking movie. I forget. But there's a movie in the 40s or it might have even been like not even a movie. Yeah. Maybe like a made for TV movie or maybe even like like an old like radio play that was about like a group of people that were getting outsourced by robots. And that they were, and then they took over the robots. They like literally went and like stormed the the factory and like beat up the robots, huh? So they could have their jobs back. I know at least part of that theory of that premise is a Twilight Zone episode. Mm. So maybe that's it. Maybe I. Th- it's that's very possible. Yeah, I get a lot of that shit like mixed up. Hey guys, the internet here. Daryl and Robin are thinking of the Twilight Zone episode entitled. The Brain Center at Whipples, which originally aired on May the 15th, 1964, here's a clip of Mr. Wallace V. Whipple played by Richard Deacon, where he describes how his new machine will revolutionize the labor force. Also, here's a fun fact. This Twilight Zone episode was directed by Richard Donner. I bet you feel smart now. This is the X109B14 modified transistorized totally automatic assembly machine, which eliminates... 61,000 jobs, 73 bulky, inefficient machines, 81,000 needless man hours per 11 working days, and $4 million in expenditures each year for employee hospitalization, employee insurance, employee welfare, and employee profit participation. Within six months, our entire production facilities will be totally automated. Ladies and gentlemen, from now on, Whipple will operate from a brain center with machines such as this one. But I like the like idea of like, you know, instead of trying to find something else that, you know, could better your life or yeah. give you more joy in your life, you cling on to like, I want to make this widget. Yes. Like, instead of like, awesome, this robot has now made me not have to make this widget anymore. <laughs> like, fuck no, this. Like, this was a shitty job to begin with. Like, yeah. well, if a robot can do your job, it's a shitty job. Yeah, that's that's true. I will agree with that. And as soon as a robot can, like, write a really good screenplay. 
Oh, then I'll be like, well, I'm, I guess I'm not writing screenplays anymore. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or, yeah, trying to become a comedy writer. Like, if I have, like, an AI, like, make a better joke than me, then I'm like, well, comedy's over. You just got to submit to the <laughs> robot overlords then. Yep. Just bend over. It's, it just let it happen. <laughs> I'm going to go start doing, like, pottery or something, making Lord of the Rings swords or whatnot. Yeah. I don't know. Those are probably made by robots, too. That's true. Everything yeah. is going to be made by robots. But hopefully, as humans, that's where creativity still, like, thrives. You know, yeah. that's where being, like... An artist can still be like, well, fuck, a robot can't paint. I mean, I guess it could. Yeah, it just can't paint well. And it doesn't have any motive behind it. No. It only paints because there's like a program behind it. There's yeah. an algorithm that you've given it. There's no like motivation behind that. Right. Because there's no like consciousness. Yeah. And, until like AI shows up and then AI has like a, well, I did this because I'm a robot and I think this. Yeah. Because I've had this experience. It's just up a until bunch this. of zeros and ones. Yeah. It's just binary. That's tight. I would, I would, I'd say like that's early uh, Jasper John, or maybe like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of uh, I don't know Pollock. He did like a small numbers uh, series that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, of course he did. Oh. It was his uh, splatter. That's the that was the ticket. That's right. But that's where uh, abstract and uh, robots could really mix. You know. Yeah. You could just tell like a, a robot, like, I want you to just paint by number, so to speak. But it's this random algorithm code that's just, it just shows up random numbers, you know? So it's like, yeah, it is like a, a three is blue, five is green. Yeah. But I don't know what number is going to be next. So that it's could, always going to be different. That could be interesting. I'm sure there's already something that's out there that done that. Probably. There's a lot of interesting art. I think, oh, that reminds me of my, like, my favorite headline. Yeah. It was uh, this janitor accidentally threw away, like, this, like, priceless piece of art because uh, she mistook it for trash. Awesome. (laughs) And that's, like, the funniest thing to me. Yeah. It is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Especially with a lot of modern art. Yeah, God. Have you ever been to the Broad or the Broad? I have not. Uh, I don't know how. A lot of people pronounce it differently. I guess it's how much of an asshole you are. (laughs) Uh, that's how you pronounce it? Yeah. Like, if you're a real big asshole, you like, pronounce it broad. But yeah. if you're not an asshole at all, you pronounce it... I guess it's broad. Who gives a shit? Yeah. How heavily someone puts an accent on the on the word croissant. Yes. <laughs> like, that's basically like your douchebag measuring test. Right. Well, you speak French, too. So right, I do. You're even more like of a, like, hey, stop being a douche. Just, like, chill out. Mm-hmm. Like, like, calm down. Especially with the French shit. <laughs> I speak French, so stop. Yeah. Va te fil foutre. Yeah, and how much French do you still speak regularly? Uh, regularly? Not a lot, because I haven't taken an actual French class since, like, freshman year of college. But you went there abroad. Yeah, I did, over... Or abroad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I went there between... I went, like, I did, like, a language immersion program. Yeah, uh, that'd be Between sweet. junior and senior year of high school. So you were, like, speaking French nonstop. Yeah, basically. And then that's when you became fluent. Then, obviously, yeah, like, it does fade away if you're not using it. Yeah, I'll probably get it back because I'm going abroad next semester. That's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, Yeah. And how long are you going to go out there for? Uh, From February until June. That's a decent amount of time. Yeah, it's a pretty solid chunk. And you're going to be going out there for film stuff, too? Yeah, uh, because I'm going to con. Oh, wow. Cool. um, Yeah. I, I think it's actually pronounced can. It's pronounced cans? Can- canis? Yeah, canis. Canes? Yeah. What are you going for canes for? Um, I'm going for Lessons de Francis. <laughs> right? Are you going to see any, like, yeah, French films? Or any uh, films in general? That's entirely possible, because um, there's an internship there that, like, my college is 
cool partnered with right like it's like a company and they like pair you up with like a film company and, and then, then you do like administrative work for them or something like that mm-hmm. right you, it's called the paperwork we oui. <laughs> uh i feel like also uh that would be really cool to just be anywhere around that area yeah and to you know just go in as a guest you know you don't have to necessarily be like associated or like be like hey get me in for free or i want to be through this production thing yeah it's like no i'll just pay a ticket and go see some cool film you know movies (laughs) (laughs) i don't know can is it open to like the general public or i genuinely don't know yeah i don't i don't know if it's like just a press thing or if it's just like you got to be invited or yeah, I have, you get a ticket somehow. I have no clue. Yeah. And I, then like how much is it really like does every country show up with films or is it just Europe and America? I guess so. I mean like I really I I know like a shocking shockingly little about mm-hmm. about how this festival works given that I'm going there. Right. The only thing you know is that it's pronounced con. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's cool though, but I mean, I'm sure you'll learn a lot once you get there. Yeah, definitely. I just feel like, like... how to get coffee in French. Right. As right. an intern. Mm, mm-hmm. That they, they take it with two espressos. Yes. And, uh, they, they also want a little bit of, uh, Jack Daniels in it too. Yeah, definitely. And with a lit cigarette, like <laughs> in it. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, what about your boyfriend? He's going to be so lost without you. That is, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys going to write each other? Like uh, <laughs> through the actual snail mail, you know, like with a quill and ink and I highly doubt it. Um, I will Skype. Oh, okay. I know that much. Well, that's less romantic, but yeah, I can understand. I know sexting is hard when right f- through with snail the quill. Mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The ink doesn't really get it done. No, it's just, it just takes too long. Right. Right. I get it. <laughs> well, that's cool. That Skyping is getting you off. Yes. Um, I know that's information you wanted. Yeah, guys. Hey, I'm learning a lot just like you. (laughs) But don't worry. um, We'll learn a lot more together. (laughs) And it'll be weird for both of us. want to feel like you know when these people put these things now in their in their texts or whatever are they even doing it you know nobody's really laughing out loud nobody's ever like you know rolling on the floor nobody's ever doing any of these things and did they ever do these things you know no if anything when i say lol if anything i am specifically not laughing right i think it's just to let that person know i'm kidding or i'm trying to joke with you right now yeah it's more of like a like a emotional cue that you can't send through your face you know it's like if i was talking to you right now you could know i was being sarcastic because you could hear the inflection you could hear it from my voice yeah but since it's reading in a text and you can't see that i'm gonna put it in a lol instead yeah which is interesting just in terms of like the evolution of language yeah because i always felt like in that instance we should have different colors for our text yeah like if I wanted to be sarcastic, I would put it in blue or put it in a different color yeah. if I wanted to be serious or like, I guess, you know, like people do it now, you know, I get it. I, I get it in email format work where people put like, you know, important shit in like red. Yeah. 
you know, they'll always just put like the urgent stuff in red, which is like a, a really cool, like, okay, I'll just read that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or clearly if somebody texted me something in red, I would be like, okay, this guy means business. Yeah. But if he texted me in green, it'd be like, okay, he's just kidding. He's just trying to be funny right now. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but we'd have to have a, like, like a generic color coded system. Like, Hey guys, we're all getting behind this system yeah. of like colors and emotions going behind certain colors, yeah. like a mood ring yeah. but for text. That would be interesting. I know there's a lot of like unspoken. Text. <laughs> yeah. I know there's a lot of like unspoken rules, like about things like specifically my favorite or the most thing I, the one I find the most interesting is the difference between writing out. Okay. Mm. saying just the letters o and k right and just saying k right because all of those mean different things really i did yeah. not know that or at least like with me and other people my age okay is like shut up we get it like k is just i'm it's just a fuck you really or at least i think it is mm. in my weird passive aggressive mind yeah but okay is cool yeah like okay is we're chill yeah but k is get off my back or yeah it's basically just like, i secretly I'm, hate you i'm just annoyed at you right now mm. or something it's entirely possible right that... because they don't even want to waste another yeah. letter and just be like i'm done with you exactly mm -hmm. it's entirely possible that literally no one else my age thinks like this and that i'm just crazy you know what's weird <laughs> though is that i get it though because i had an ex that did that yeah she would always when i would tell her like things that like you know like, you know, the cat did something yeah. stupid or, you know, we had, we, uh, you know, our rent got increased or whatever mm -hmm. in a text, I would always get the K. Oh, but like if it was like, you know, Hey, do you mind picking up some avocados? I would get the okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuanced. And in a weird way, I never read it. I never read into it. But now that you say like. There is a difference. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe there was a difference <laughs> now that you say it. You're welcome. Yeah. Now I know. She was secretly being a bitch. And yep. I didn't even see it. That's right. Or a mega cunt. Yeah. She was definitely a mega Bringing cunt. it back. Yeah. I remember, I mean, she wasn't just the text that showed me that. Um, <laughs> nah. She was cool. Yeah. But could be one. Hey. I think women, that's the thing is it's like most people. I don't know. I'd hate to say I'm always this way at all the time. Yeah. But I feel like I could be definitely difficult some point at some points in my life or at least in certain relationships. Yeah. But to say like I'm an asshole like all the time, I doubt it. Or to say like, but I don't know, like I feel like I'd like to give certain women that I've dated the benefit of the doubt and say that they weren't. But I'd like but there were certain women that were like Definitely mega cunts more than not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scale tipped. It, I, wasn't, I wouldn't say it's 100-0, but it wasn't 50-50 or... Yeah, that's not... Yeah. That's not, that's not good. Yeah. Um, I know being, like, descended from our mother, I have some strong passive-aggressive leanings. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she's a whole brand of nuts. But I love her. I, I love her, too. Yeah. I'll have to get her on the podcast maybe someday. Yeah, eventually. There you go. I don't know. Someday. <laughs> Who knows? It'd be interesting to talk to her about it, to talk about comedy. Uh, but you're also, you were maybe in a, you were in a sketch 
class too, right? Or a sketch group. I was. Um, but not anymore, right? Yeah, or at least I'm kind of like fading out from it mainly just because of like time. Right. Time commitment. But how many uh, sketches did you uh, do while you were there? Let me think. Maybe like between 10 and 20. And these were all sketches that you came up with or you came up with as a group? As a group, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think I personally ever wrote some, some but I like... You contributed? Contributed. Got it. And what were some of the sketches that you liked? Um, one of my favorites was uh, one that we released for finals like two years ago. Uh-huh. And it was uh, like during finals week, which is coming up again soon, is it's basically just a montage of different... <coughs> It's basically just a montage of different people just screaming and crying. Okay. Um, but the thing that makes that one funny is the editing, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because it's like it's soundtrack to like a really happy, like upbeat song. Right. So um, there's juxtaposition. Yeah, and also it's like it's short and sweet and like to the point. So it because it's basically one joke. Yeah, there's no dialogue. It's just people are hating finals week, yeah. and we're gonna play happy music on it. Yeah, basically. It almost sounds like a, that's like a cool commercial. Yeah. Not a sketch. Yeah, but definitely. I guess commercials could be sketches, mm-hmm. especially now that in this digital media age, there's a lot of like commercials that like walk the boundaries of a sketch. Yeah, definitely. Like some of those like Skittles commercials and stuff. You're yeah. like, what was that? Have you seen the one <coughs> where it's like this like couple having sex and he's just like jizzing Skittles? Yes, it was the band one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those uh, Old Spice commercials. Those yeah. are kind of funny. Those are pretty funny. Yeah. But definitely like okay, we're gonna just think of some sort of weird non sequiturs that just blend into one another and yep. <laughs> figure it out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of toys on our fucking computer. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got Terry Crews, by the way. Nice. That's, um, yeah. I liked some... Man, speaking of commercials, there's going to be always some good commercials coming up with the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So that's coming up in the next month and a half, I, I think. Six weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't football. I don't really football either. I'm in two fantasy leagues that I'm doing horrible in. Nice. And it's only because uh, the people that were running it made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, uh, I just wanted to be popular, I guess. That's always where you go wrong. Yes. So what other sketches did you like or that you um, um, make that maybe had dialogue? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> one that was written really recently that I think is really funny because Hunter wrote it. Um, oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. Hunter and his uh, roommate Mitchell co-wrote it because they're both really funny. Your boyfriend. Yes, my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he wrote a sketch with his roommate and it was what was the premise it was a parody of uh like those diy costume things where mm-hmm. it's like just, cosplay yeah like those diy costume videos but it just goes really wrong okay because uh it's like a narrator and there's a model and it's like here's how to make like a cat and mm-hmm. like uh like here's how to make like a like a grape costume and they just keep turning out to not be they don't come out the way they should Mm-hmm. And they just look really awful, and then the narrator is just getting really angry. Like, what the hell? Why can't? Why is I? I did all the steps right. Okay. And then it just takes us. It just takes a turn, and then the narrator turns kind of murderous. I like the turn. It's very funny. It always seems to be like a sketch turn when uh, you know 
sketches don't know how to end. Yeah. Uh, they usually go into like a weird, like murderous stage <laughs> or like in a weird, like, like fucked up stage where yeah. you're like, okay, they didn't know how to end this, so it no. just went fucked up all of a sudden. Yep. <laughs> or you could just go mo- full Money Python and just have a uh, police walk in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we don't know how to end it, <laughs> so we're just gonna end it s- absurdly. Yes, which is in a way kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes it is like, hmm. I bet if you were better writers, you could have just come up with something <laughs> right. like, and then they killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Or they f- they found the grail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just like, maybe it's funnier if it's not that yeah. way. I don't know. Who it's, knows? It's hard to tell like Monty Python, like, hey, it could be funnier, guys. <laughs> uh, by the way, <laughs> right. uh, all those jokes up until this point were awesome, but uh, the ending, come on now. Yeah. I feel like, though, and I'm sure you you could say that, too, like being a screenwriter, uh, that the ending is probably the hardest part. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I wrote a screenplay, and in a weird way, like, the ending wasn't the hardest part for me. Yeah. A lot of for me, personally, it's, like, the middle part is the fucking worst. Right. I think it was the beginning for me, and I still have trouble. I still want to, like, kind of rewrite the beginning for mine. And I still want to, like, feel like the dialogue could be better. Yeah. The dialogue, I always feel like, is, like, or this is this what is this how people really talk? Yeah, that's always that's or is this is how so I feel hard. like this is how people talk? Yeah, like I almost want to just be like, hey, let's. I want to get two people and tell them like, hey, talk about us this scene, and then I'll just record how they talk yeah. and then write that down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just two people naturally talking about like something. You just got to do some hardcore people watching. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, obviously, you know, some of the best movies comes from, you know, just great dialogue. Oh, yeah. People just saying lines where you're just like, wow. Like, I wish I said it that way. I wish. Right. Or that fight or that interaction between those two people was so like something I went through in my life. Yeah. But I wish I said it that way. <laughs> I just went, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Instead of being like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I prefer your version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> See, it wouldn't have been as cool if, uh, no. if yeah, Brett Butler said, yeah, you're right. Wouldn't have been gone with the wind. No. <laughs> just, just would have been gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i do want to superimpose him though saying that like on a youtube video now (laughs) me too (laughs) oh my god yep yep you ever see that movie kung pao no kung pao is a movie that's horrible but it's amazing and it's something that you should definitely watch when you're young and don't have a lot of expectations but there's this dude his name is bob odenkirk no not the guy that uh was from breaking bad not that guy. Oh, okay. Because I love Bob Odenkirk. He's another Odenkirk. I don't know. Okay. I don't know his first name. Steve, maybe. Yeah, maybe Steve. Maybe. Actually, I think it might be Steve Odenkirk. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious if I was right. Yeah, it is. I think so. He wrote the second Ace Ventura movie. Oh, okay. And then he he did these uh, short films called uh, Thumb, like Thumb Wars, and oh, all those it's that thumb guy. movies. 
Oh, I love those. Or they had faces on the thumbs. So he, yeah, he took all that technology and he, and he used it in this movie as well, where he had like a face on a tongue and like he took a whole like old martial arts Chinese movie and dubbed over the whole thing and like made his own movie, but like did like this, the, the voiceover over the whole movie. That is, and it's hilarious. And then he superimposed himself in certain scenes (laughs) to like be a character in the movie as well. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and it's totally hilarious and totally absurd. And I'm not going to lie, you should watch it probably not in a sober state. Noted. Definitely. I'm not going to tell you what thing you should do, but you should definitely do something. Okay. (laughs) It might help. It might help. It might enhance the experience. Yes, but it's called Kung Pao Enter the Fist, and it's so hilarious that it's it's amazing. And it was one of those movies that I went and saw it with my friends in the theater. And, you know, we didn't, we knew that it was going to be dumb, but we didn't know how dumb it was going to be. <laughs> and then we just, we saw it and it was literally, literally when we got there, it was packed. It was opening night. Yeah. The whole theater was full. Maybe about 20 minutes in, there was maybe five people in that theater. Amazing. Yes. And us. So maybe 10 total out of like a whole movie theater that was like just there 30 minutes earlier. And yeah, you could just see people just being like, no, Oh my god, no, I'm not watching. <laughs> like, oh what god. is this? They probably oh thought god. it was going to be like some real like martial arts movie or some like real, like seriously, like, like crouching tiger or like yeah. hero or something yeah. like that. And they're like, Oh wait, I wish I had footage <laughs> of that movie theater. Yeah. I would pay so much. And as a person that I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, why are you guys going? Like, you're going to miss it. Like, this is hilarious. Like, okay, fine. This is, but even some of my, like, I know the the girl I was dating at the time, she was definitely like, yeah, this is dumb. (laughs) There is an unappreciation, I think, for bad movies. Well, yeah. But I think it's growing. Well, clearly that, that new disaster artist. Yeah. And the room, I mean, the room is, it does have a special place in like, yeah, that's a weird, oh yeah, weird film. Oh yeah. But I want to almost think like as like a weird, like street avant-garde, like anything's possible type of internet culture that we live in. Yeah. Is it him genuinely being this person that just tried to make a movie that ended up horrible? Or is it him playing a joke on all of us? And him secretly being this Borat character. I genuinely... You know, and just not don't know. giving up and being so method where you're like, okay, we think he's... You know, is he playing us or are we just laughing at him? Yeah. Specifically with Tommy Wiseau, I... Yeah. He is an enigma. That's what I mean. An enigma that has occupied my mind for several years, just in terms of figuring out what is happening. And that's what I mean. Like, is he a character that he's just playing to the world like a fucking Andy Kaufman type of thing? Or is it really just he was this guy and now we're just like, oh, it's funny because he doesn't get the joke. Yeah. I I or like to be he, an optimist and I, I fully like with this, I fully believe. Because now, obviously, he's probably true. rolling with it because it's like, well, I'm just going to roll because it makes me famous. Yeah. Or it's and I don't mind how how I get this fame. Now, suddenly everybody likes me. Because of me being so me. Yeah. But it's like, dude, Tommy, they're laughing at you. I know. Not with you. And he's like, I don't care. I'm famous. (laughs) Yeah. 
what I find fascinating is like little things because like you know you ask him like where he's where he comes from and he just says like America yeah and you're like what he revealed some some more recently <laughs> but that's the whole thing too is that he's just like revealing like little chunks and blah 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 like yeah. just anybody that's like always like super secretive you're always just like what's what is what's yeah. up with this what's... is this a bit is yeah. this is this an act which I don't mind yeah if anything I would be like bravo. You know, because yeah, it is like, you know, if you can do it that well and you can make people believe For this like, long. Yeah, I could I would be like, wow, that guy is talented or at yeah. least he's committed. But yeah, just like Sasha Baron Cohen and guys like that, if you can do it well, it's amazing. And it's funny yeah. as hell. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever fully Have you know seen the, the room. Yes, multiple times. Yeah. And it's horrible. Yes. I've just watched like maybe 45 minutes of it. I couldn't get it. I couldn't. I was just like, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. But it's, but to me, it wasn't like, but I want to watch it because it keeps getting better because it's so horrible. I'm just like, yeah, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a thing that you have to watch like with people. I think, yeah, that's more of it. Every mm-hmm. single time I've watched it, I it's been with people because I can't imagine trying to watch it like just by myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel like. It's going to be like one of those like Rocky Horror type of things. Yeah. It's, it's, a, a it's, de- it's definitely that. Yeah. I get that. So it's like, it's the experience of doing it with other people. Mm-hmm. And then like crack jokes while you're watching it yeah. and have everybody. Yeah. I love that. I, I watched that. I did that with a huge, horrible movie for a test screening once and it was called Bloodhead. Oh, fun. Yeah. The movie was horrible. It was like this guy, these two brothers that were like separated from birth. Yeah. One was black and one was white. Okay. And... They obviously were racists, but they had to come together to uh, get this treasure that their dad left them. Okay. You know, their dead dad, like, left them literally, like, a treasure map and said, like, I want you boys to get together because I know you hate each other because your other skin colors are not liking one another. And I want you to find this treasure. (laughs) And and if you find the treasure, you'll suddenly not be racist and stuff. And <laughs> Was the treasure the friendship they were making along the way? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course, to twist things up and to make things a little bit more difficult, we're going to have this weird demon thing. Naturally. Kind of protect the treasure or, like, basically f- try to kill him. Okay, yeah. And it was also, uh, there was a cameo by Linda Carter, <laughs> who was uh, the original Wonder Woman. Yeah. So she was there kind of trying to like mix things up. It was horrible. The movie was completely dog shit. And it was also like filmed by, um, I want to say like Francis Ford Coppola's like nephew or something okay. like that. Cause it definitely had Coppola <laughs> yeah. on the back end of it. Like okay. the last name was Coppola and everybody <laughs> in the theater was like, Oh, well this must be great. Yeah. Cause it's Coppola. And then it was like, Oh wait, this is horrible. This is really horrible. Yeah. I think I've had fever dreams that were more co- coherent than what you just described. To me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was. And the, the monster was, was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was totally like, you could totally tell it was like just a dude in a suit. Yep. And it was like a bad suit. And, uh, and yeah, there was just like blatant things that were like, like that we would just point out. And that's the thing. Like it was just me and my buddies and we were sitting in the back and we were just cracking jokes, yep. but everybody in the audience was laughing at our jokes. Not, you know, yeah. not paying attention, not being present. And we even had two people in the, um, from like the test screen, like committee that, that came and said like, guys, shut up. <laughs> that's funny. 
And we're like, but we're the ones that makes we're making this movie. You should be hiring us. <laughs> yeah. Take notes from us. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're here for a reason, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, there'd be blatant things like this one guy was blind and he was reading from a book. And I was just like, why isn't the book in Braille? How is he reading this? <laughs> He's a blind guy. Come on. Nobody saw that? No one. I mean, obviously he didn't, but... <laughs> But the producers, nobody, nobody caught that. No, uh, where's nobody thought, what, hey, what do you call that? What do you call that? The hmm. script supervisor. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that would be the script supervisor. The catch catches continuity or whatever. Yeah, that's the that's the script supervisor. Yeah, it's weird. Like you know, like in Transformers, like you know, they have like all this like Megan Fox talking about this like engine, talking about like yeah. working on this motor, and whatever she's working on isn't like anything what she's talking about. Nope. She's like talking about like fixing like the carburetor and she's like point, pointing at the muffler. She's changing the tire. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And nobody on the production team is like, uh, sir, she's fixing the tire. That's that's not what that is. <laughs> um, that's not the carburetor. Uh, I know you're the director. Don't want to tell you how to change your vision or your whatever. I know it's, you know, Transformers. We get it. But that's a tire. <laughs> right? Yeah. Who doesn't do that? Is it just yes man on the on most sets? I guess so. Or I guess it's that and a combination of I don't I think in some ways they're just taking a gamble that no one will notice. Mm, nobody cares. That no one cares. Right. Like people that see movies aren't into that shit. Yeah. There's with some really like niche things where you can kind of get away without being completely accurate because there's like a handful of people who would know. Right. And everyone else just is like whatever. Well, like, if I was making a football movie, I wouldn't, like, you know, write, like, and then here's the pitch. <laughs> you know, I would be like, no, he threw the football or, like, yeah. you know, he hiked it or whatever. You know, I'd try to get the lingo of the sport I was writing for or whatever, even if I wasn't a pro footballer or played back in the day. Yeah, at least to make, make it realistic. I, I would do my homework as yeah. a writer. Like, if I'm going to write about a car, I should probably put in what really is in that car. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just to be real as a writer, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But some guys are just like, nah, we'll just put in some jargon. Yeah. I'll just put in some science lingo. Basically. <laughs> and have it be like, you know, we'll call it Apollo 13 because I put in a couple of like bleeps and blurps. and Yeah. Or uh, Geostorm, the most recent uh, cinematic masterpiece. Geostorm? Oh my god. Is this like on like the same ilk of like Sharknado? Yes, but except this is terrible on accident. Okay. What's Geostorm? So Geostorm is a movie starring Gerard Butler. I like it already. Yep. From right off the heels of 300. Yep. It's a movie that just came out like a few months ago, and I saw it with Hunter and... In the theaters. Uh, in the theaters, in a completely empty theater. I didn't even hear about this movie. Oh my God. So, I mean, clearly it wasn't in a lot of theaters. Oh, hell no. Um, I saw it... In, no, I'm sorry, not in completely empty theater. There were like a handful of people like up like near the, towards the front. Right. Okay. So what's the basic premise? Basic premise is that there it's like a alternate universe or something where mm -hmm. like technological advancements have caused us to be able to have like all these satellites up in this in space that control weather. Oh, cool. So like global warming isn't a thing anymore, and like you can almost like control rainstorms and right. whatnot, and just like in Back weather. to the Future. Yeah, and so, but then, for some reason, all of these things were equipped with the ability to destroy the Earth. 
Oh, and clearly. someone tampers with it. Right, like they uh, do. Because of some, like, somebody starts messing with the satellites uh, so that they can, like, destroy the Earth, I guess. Or Oh, so it's like a, an evil villain? Kind of. It's basically just, like, a disaster movie, but, like... But it's caused by one person. Yeah. I don't... And then... Like, how does Gerard Butler stop it? So Gerard Butler is the guy who was, like, in chart... Who, like, was the engineer behind the design of all these satellites. Oh, so he's responsible. Uh, well, he's not the one who did it. But, so he gets sent back up into space mm-hmm. with the uh, people, like, the space station people who are already up there. And it's, like, this, like, investigation into, like, who's causing these satellites to malfunction and stuff. Weird. And, uh... Sounds kind of... Is it exciting? Is it, like... It's it's really it's really generic. And it sounds kind of boring. It's very boring. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bad movie. It sounds like it's, like, it has, like, potential, but then in your description it, like, falls short. Oh, very much so. Or just, like, doesn't hit its mark. Because, like, all of, like, the storms and shit don't even start happening until, like, maybe... Like, shit doesn't start really going wrong until, like, maybe more than halfway through the movie. See, that's movie 101, obviously. Um, Especially now in this culture, especially if you're going to make an action movie. Yeah, seriously. uh, First eight pages. Yeah. Or you start off (laughs) right there. Bam. Action. Then you let up, like, ten minutes in, and then every eight pages afterwards. It's just bad. But it's, like, talking about bad movies, it's the wrong kind of bad. It's not Where, so bad it's good. No. It's just like, um, it was entertaining, I'll tell you that much, mainly just because uh, me, Hunter, and our two friends were making jokes. Yeah. Um, there is a spot for those. Definitely. Uh, my favorite thing is just, like, it's one of those movies where, like, every few minutes there's just, like, a really long, like, kind of, like, science jargon sentence. <laughs> and <laughs> I fully believe that... Every time Gerard Butler said, like, shot off one of those, like, big science-y sentences, yes. uh, I fully believe each of those sentences took a full day of shooting to, to get down, to get right. <laughs> it was, like, 80 takes. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Especially if he's not, like, uh, he has to, like, talk in, like, uh, an American accent, too. Yeah. He was clearly not in his own native tongue. No. No, he's not. I, I wonder why he doesn't do that. Like, I, I mean, I can understand if, like, the character needed to be American. That's cool. Yeah. But, like, everybody knows he's not American. So, like, when it comes to, like, being that guy that could just be a guy from Earth instead of being uh, an American. Yeah. Then why not just bust out your own accent? Is it because people can't understand you? That's possible. Is it that thick? I don't know. I've never... I, I make it a point to kind of avoid consuming things with Gerard, Gerard Butler in them. Um, <laughs> I just know, like, this is Sparta! Yeah. And then he um, also did that stupid rom-com with uh, Catherine Heigl, I think. Right. Is that the one where he's, like, a fucking bounty hunter or something? No, they're, like, okay, newscasters or something like that's that. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those, like, they hate each other at first, but oh then my they God. start to like each other, and then eventually fall in love. You know, that's hilarious, because that's literally a uh, something that mom has pitched to me. 
Of course. So, right, is uh, two newscasters who hate each other and then fall in love. Yeah. Like, literally that. Yeah, she pitched it to me, too. She did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But she said that one should be a newscaster and one should be a football player or some sort of sports player. And she's oh, like... Oh, yeah, that's right. She's, you know, reporting on the sports. That's right. I remember this now. And then, and I was like, yeah, write it. Do it. I don't want to do that. But you can. Yeah. Uh, she gets offended when I don't. Um. <laughs> Speaking of which, Bo, let's let's show her up and let's say that we could do it uh, better uh, all by ourselves and yes. all just randomly out of the top of our heads <laughs> with a segment that I like to call Made Up Movie. And this is also uh, something that I like to do from time to time is make up a movie through the power of randomness. And uh, what I have is two lists of one through ten of one list is full of actors and actresses and the other list is full of genres i'm excited so we're gonna have my sister here pick uh just one through ten for both lists and then we'll go from there all right so i'll go with nine nine okay nine is a fun for the whole family movie okay and then i'll pick four four starring ashton kutcher so a fun for the whole family movie starring Ashton Kutcher. How are we doing this thing? Okay. Well, it is Christmas season. Okay, so, so holiday movie. I'm, I think we should go holiday movie. Right out of the gate. Okay, so he's already... Has he done a holiday movie? Um, I'm thinking no. I don't think so. I think he did a couple of rom-coms here and there. Yes. But he's not done a Christmas movie. Now is the time. Now is the time. I like that title, too, of the Christmas <laughs> oh my God. movie. You know what? That's perfect. I now told you it was is good the time. Is. Yeah. Okay. So that could be a working title for now. So Ashton Kutcher, it's Christmas. What's going on? Well, he's definitely has to be a kind of curmudgeonly, like, man, I don't like Christmas guy. Okay. He's, got, he's a little bit of a Scrooge. Yes. He's saying, bah humbug. I don't like the holidays. But, oh no, he works at a gift wrapping store. Of course. That's what makes him hate the holidays. Yeah. Is that it's so yes. it's so busy during this time of year. So he's like, this is the busy time. I hate working here. Why do I even work here? This fucking sucks. Yes. Another Christmas that I hate. So now what? Does he have like a wacky best friend that works there too? Oh, always. Or some sort of, uh, you know, crazy uh, ethnic or maybe um, sexually... Uh, ambiguous friend (laughs) (laughs) wacky best friend played by kevin hart oh of course let's call him captain poo face so we got kevin hart who who's also like you know shows up like dressed up as like an elf and stuff to like you know just at this time of year because he he loves gift wrapping just loves christmas yeah he's just so into it he's just like this is my favorite time why don't you get into it bernie or what is ashton kutcher's character's name Okay, Bernie or Bernard. So it's like really like Bernard. Bernard, yeah. But like he goes by Bernie. Yeah. Or or Kevin Hart calls him Bernie. Yes. And he like hates it. He's like, it's Bernard. Yeah, it's Bernard, right? (laughs) He's like, whatever, Bernie. I'm Kevin Hart. So what's Kevin Hart's character's name? Uh, Kevin Hart's character's name is... Like Tron or something like that? um, Joel. Joel. Okay. Shut up. Shut up, Bernard. Shut up, Bernie. My name's Joe, like Noel. 
<laughs> I don't know. That's pretty spot on, actually. Right. Like, I could picture Kevin Hart saying that. So he's running around being uh, festive. And yes. then, okay, so where's the conflict? Like, Or, like, does he eventually... Is this, like, a modern-day, like, Christmas carol? Are we, like, you know, having him turn into a, a, a guy that has changed his ways? Oh, goodness. Or is this guy just a piece of shit? <laughs> He just doesn't change. It's just a right because I mean that's kind of like bad Santa already. So we can't that's have true. him be like a bad Santa. No. We're, we're trying to tell a different story here. What we could always go the romantic comedy route. Okay. And so a woman who works at the children's hospital mm-hmm. is um, just a, a um, inherently good soul. Yes. And she comes in one day. Who's she, she played needs, by? Um, who could play against Ashton Kutcher? Do we do we just do an easy pull and just bring in his wife? We could do Mila. Yeah, I mean that could be a go-to. Um, Emma Stone is Emma is, Stone's hot. Yes, she, she is. She's she's working off La La Land. She could definitely be uh, tapped for this role for sure. There's some star power there. Let's say that. Let's say her. Yeah. Just because uh, Mila's probably watching the kids and you know, not 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 worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she don't need the paycheck. No, she doesn't. But uh, Emily or Emma Stone does. So she gets it the call, and then so she's the girl that works for the nursing. Did you say nursing home? The children's hospital. Chi- okay, it's always got to be a children's hospital. <laughs> it's either old people or, or young people. Always. So we're going young. <laughs> we're going kids with also oh obviously special needs too. Yes. So we have a lot of um, special needs kids rolling into the uh, gift wrapping area. Yes. Um, we have like maybe like a little fun montage of them getting all like you know their gifts wrapped. Yes. Maybe one of them gets wrapped themselves. Um, but it's all wacky, you know, because yeah. we can see them and they're still in their wheelchair, but they're wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> but we can tell that it's still a person in a wheelchair. Yes. Yeah, that's that's nice. And then <laughs> Bernard's like, yeah. I don't like this. I hate this, even if they are special needs. Yeah. Why are these retards here? Oh, did I say retard? I meant, why are these people that are just as cool as me here <laughs> and then emma calls him grouchy pants <laughs> oh yeah she gives him a, a stuffy nickname yeah and he's like why does she even do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so he's horrible and he's not likable and then of course like joel shows up and is like i think that she's kind of cute yes and what of course what's her name like crystal or her name is Hope. Oh, hope. Yeah, I was going to just say, like, something that... S- something very, yeah, like... or Noel, or, like... Yeah. Yeah. Something very heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hope. Yeah, I like that. She works for the Children's Hospital, and her name is Hope. And her name is Hope. Awesome. This girl probably farts scented roses. That's true. Something, at least, from Victoria's Secret. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, she... Okay, so Hope's around, and then Joel's like, Why not? Hey, Bernard. Hey, Bernie. <laughs> hey, Bernie. You should get a load of hope because uh, I'd get a little hope in your stocking, hey. if, if you know what I mean, or get a little hope in your step. I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful she'll take all eight inches. Uh, but no, like uh, he says, like, hey, Barney, you should uh, get to know Hope because she's kind of cool. Yes. And she also takes care of needy kids. Isn't that awesome, too? Yes. And then he's like, fuck you. Yes. I hate everything. And then, of course, there has to be something that turns him around. Like, what turns him around? He can't just be the pussy. No. No. Ashton does not play pussies. Nope. Nope. He has to have some sort of, you know, catastrophe where, like, one of those needy kids get almost caught in, you know, gift-wrapping palletizer or something like that. Yeah. And he, like, saves the kid's life. 
Or maybe the kid saves his life. There we go. And then he learns to yeah, and appreciate so now, the true meaning of Christmas. Because without this retard strength, yes, like he wouldn't have been saved. That's right. So this kid with autism totally that like can lift like three times his weight. Yeah. That's the thing, right? I think so. Okay, well, we'll, we'll write it. Well, in. you know what? Hey... It's uh, through the magic of people, Christmas. People won't d- won't care. No, they they won't ask. They won't they won't they'll, fact check. They'll feel like that's being offensive. Like, wait, should we fact check that autistic has three times their strength? <laughs> <laughs> that they have superhuman strength? Oh my god! <laughs> no, we shouldn't because that's that'd be insensitive. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the the climax of the movie is uh, he's about to fall into like yeah this huge palletizer and get crushed because. Um, you know, he goes on a drunk bender or something like mm-hmm. that where he's like, you know... He gets drunk on eggnog. Yeah, he gets drunk on eggnog at, like, a big Christmas party. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he totally is like, you know what? Fuck this place. I'm just, like, gonna go over here and just mope on this palletizer. Mm-hmm. And then him being drunk, like, starts it up somehow. Yeah. Because that's how you do it. That's right. You just like, push a button and something mm-hmm. starts. That's Some right. huge mechanical machine. Yes. This completely unwieldy <laughs> machine. Mm-hmm. Just gets nonchalantly hit yeah <laughs> and then so he almost dies but then like yeah the autistic kid saves him yep and then he finds that like oh wait maybe there is a purpose for these riris yeah and maybe they do have um a, a need and a, a a place on this earth yeah and then he gets a heart of gold mm-hmm and then totally starts loving life and gift wrapping everything. He starts gift wrapping like all the like kids' toys, even though they've already opened them and started playing with them. He's like, "No, I'm gonna rewrap them." Can't stop wrapping. Yep. He just he, he starts wrapping everything. Then he starts wrapping up hope, and then yeah. hope starts going like, "Whoa, whoa! You don't have to wrap me up. In fact, you should take more off." Hey. Because she's clearly like smitten because Definitely. he's so into the special needs kids now. Yes. So now Kevin Hart, obviously, um, he's all like, man, Bernie, I'm so glad that you have not a shitty disposition anymore. I'm so ready to make a snappy joke right now. Hey. (laughs) And then the, uh, when you roll credits, it's a wrap. (laughs) Instead of the end, it says it's It's a wrap. Oh, wow. See, that's why I have you here. You, you. You already know how to like, you know, button it up. And, and I'm sure you can, like, you know, come up with, like, a snappy slogan yep. for the for the poster. Yeah, and then, like, you can just, like, ha- I think at some point in that movie, <laughs> Kevin Hart has to rap. Oh. Like, well, literally. Duh. Like He has to rap as he's rapping. rapping. Yes. <laughs> he makes a Christmas rap. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all like, yo, 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 I'm Kevin Hart, and I'm here to say I like to rap in a major way. Just, like... My friend Bernard here. Hey, girls. He ain't queer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's am- amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar winning. Yep. Uh, we'll we'll rewrite it in post. Yeah. Uh, but no, I feel like um, Ashton Kutcher. He can definitely play the mopey guy. Mm-hmm. It's a little against type, but um, I also feel like he could uh, be saved by a retarded kid. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can, um, you know, call me uh, misogynistic or or insensitive because we're hiring a lot of special needs kids for this That's movie. Right. So, uh, who cares what we call them? We're giving we're them jobs, creating jobs. Yeah, I feel like PT Barnum said that. 
<laughs> Who cares what we call him? I'm giving him jobs. <laughs> and he clearly talked like that. Yep. <laughs> I'm P.T. Bottom. Come see my circus. <laughs> we got bearded chicks, a lizard person, who knows what else. <laughs> um, All kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Do you think that, uh, yeah, we, and there, there needs to be anything more to this movie? I, what if she has, like, ooh. a sassy friend that's also, like, you know, hooks up with Kevin Hart? Like, yes. You know, she's like like maybe Rosie Perez. Yeah, that's perfect. Because they both have to have, like, sassy ethnic friends. <laughs> of course. Of course. Because that's that's what makes them cool. Yeah. Because all white people hang out with no, no, no other white people. One black friend. Mm-hmm. And that makes them cool. Right, 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 right. That means they're not racist. Well, and and then, like, Ashton Kutcher, Kevin Hart, I don't even think they're really friends. It's, like, more like Kevin Hart thinks that they're friends. Yeah. But, like, Bernard's like, no, we're not friends. But then by the end. Oh, okay. Then they become friends. They, yes. He finds that the true treasure was the friends he was making along the way. Right. Like, Ashton Kutcher, yeah, like, shows up as Santa Claus. Yes. Like, in the last scene or whatever. Because, yeah, right. like, you know, like, Kevin Hart, like... He's just so bummed that, like, you know, there's no Santa. Like, he's yeah. the elf, but there's, like, man, I just wish there was a Santa. Yeah. Come on, Bernard. You should be a Santa. That's a subplot. It'd be really cool. And then he's always like, fuck you, Bernard. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard R-rated movie. Yes. <laughs> so he's totally... Oh, wait. Did, did we say family-friendly? We meant we were- a, a hard family R-friendly movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's clearly like, fuck you, Bernard. <laughs> Just like, or no, no, fuck you, Joel. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> he's like, he's... and then you can have him like just at the at the end. His his goal is achieved when he gets to rail hope while dressed as Santa. Yes, yes, and that's the one homage that we take from Bad Santa. That's right. Is that we have um, Bernard just have like a montage of him fucking hope and him just saying fuck me Santa. Fuck yeah. Fuck me, Santa. 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 Oh, can I at least take this hat off? No, I love that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> over and over. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I would definitely take my kids to this. Oscar winning. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. <laughs> But it's what you're definitely about. <laughs> yeah, maybe not an Oscar, but definitely worth my eight dollars. It would win something, yeah, like a like a, a PTA uh, condemnation, <laughs> like a an Independent Spirit Award, yeah, at least or a Blockbuster Award. There you go. Yeah. that's about it yeah let's let's wrap this bitch up like a present like oh it's a wrap (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right uh do you want to throw out any of your social media if people want to uh so follow you um i do have a twitter at goddammit robin (laughs) love it love it (laughs) uh goddammit is spelled g-o-d-d-a-m-m-i-t-r-o-b-y-n mm-hmm God damn it, Robin. Nice. Guys, follow her. And also tell her uh, that you uh, listened to her here and that you found her uh, mildly amusing. Woo! 
Yeah. I like being my loomies. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, is there anything else you want to let people know about? No, it's uh, All right. uh, floss your teeth and vaccinate your kids. Yeah, definitely do both of those. Not in that order. <laughs> no. uh, either or. And then also, obviously, follow me at This Comics Live or The D Stories on Twitter. Or you can follow me at my other podcast, which is obviously the other greatest podcast in the world. Correct. And it's called You're Such a Sex in the City Podcast. And obviously, you can guess what that show's about. Um, it's about podcasts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, guys, uh, follow that if you like Sex in the City. And also, just, yeah, rate and subscribe this and also just look out for more stuff to come on that note you've been listening to hey!